Can you hear me now? Okay. I was sitting there, and the Lord gave me a word for Quentin. And uh, results in school. What did you say? Uh, okay. If you would stand, and I got a word. Turn. It's too big up here. I've got a word for, about my grandson. He's in Texas Children's. Uh, Saturday, he was only given a few days to live, or maybe a week. Uh, he is 18 years old, and he weighs 60 pounds, and he's just a bed of bones. But God said, about does he kill those dry bones? And they, they came to life. And I speak that. You pray that with me right now. We speak that. We declare that those bones are going to rise up off that bed in the name of Jesus. We lose him to follow after God and do all the things that are supposed to be done. Father, I just thank you, Father, for your word. You sent your word and you live and you healed them. And I believe, Father, that I have something to stand on now. Thank you, Father. I have a place to put my feet. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I'm not going to cry through the whole thing. You can sit down. I have been doing something with God. I have been trying to press in to get closer to Him so that I can walk out all my days, all my future days with Him in, in, in every way I can. And Sunday evening at my house, we had a small group, and Shauna and Jason, uh, they, they have the group. They bring, the, you know, they bring it to us and our topic and everything. And they said, I think it, they said, how do you go after your tennis ball? They have a new puppy, and they'd throw a ball out, and he would be hesitant to get away from the side. And they were, how do you go after what God has for you? And are you hesitating? And there were several good testimonies of how different ones had had attained something from God. It was good. It was real good and interesting. And I have been, uh, they asked us to, uh, of the week prior, or the the fellowship before, they asked us to, to write down five, four or five things that we'd been asking and praying God for. And I wrote mine down, and I got to looking at them, and I, I, I can see measured increases in those areas. It's like bit by bit God has been establishing me in those areas or bringing that into my life, and I'm so grateful because I could see improvement I could see, and I began to ask God, why, what is this about? And he spoke a word. He said accountability. So tonight, that's what I'm talking about, accountability. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I live a pretty dramatic life, and I'm sorry if, y'all <laughs> if that's offensive to anybody, but I, God talks to me, and I, I appreciate it. Thank you, Father. I'm going to pray for a start. Father, thank you that your word is anointed. And, Father, that, that you teach us by your word. It's so profound, Lord. It changes our minds. It changes our lives. And we're grateful, Lord. We're grateful for a living God, a living gospel, that we can, we can fellowship with you over your word, Lord. It's beautiful. 
to behold, and I appreciate you, Father. I ask that you bless this message tonight so that we can walk in it, in Jesus' name. Uh, when we're in this pool and tennis balls out in the water, we like to stay in our comfort zone. We like to stay at the edge and reach as far as we can reach without getting uncomfortable. But we know that faith takes you where you can't touch bottom, where you can't easily reach the side, and all those things. It's usually something... Uh, that we can't keep our eyes off of. It's something God really wants us focused in on. But all of life is in a scheming game. All of life around us is in a game to distract us from going after God. The enemy wants us distracted. This has been a very critical week for our family And I could feel the distractions just yank me here and there, my emotions, everything, everywhere. And finally I just said, Lord, I'm accountable to you. And just settling happened. I'm accountable to you for how I respond in this situation. I'm accountable to you for what I speak in this situation. I'm listening a lot and my mouth is shut. There are people talking to me, and secrets are being uncovered that were there. I'm not asking about them. The Lord just knows I'm going to be accountable so he can reveal. When we get to the place in our lives where we're accountable, then the deep mysteries of God can be revealed to us. And uh, let me see accountability paul he's just my one of my champions he was accountable and uh he in philippians 4 or 3 14 he says i press toward the goal we got it philippians 3 14 I'll read it. I press toward the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. When he says press, do we understand what the word press means? Do we understand that word? The, The word press means to act on with steady force or weight. Uh, To be insistent about, insistent about. In other words, steadily do it. Well, that's what I'm developing, a piece of me is being steadily developed because I see accountability. It's like something I can almost reach out and touch. I want to be accountable in every facet of my life. I want to have the world, the world, the Lord's ideas about it. I want, I want to have his thinking about it. And so I'm, there are areas of my life that have been inconsistent and I was unaccountable. And so... That's what I'm. What I wanted to do, Larry. You threw me off. I, you grinned, and I got thrown off. It's like a catcher. If the catcher behind the home base is not watching the pitcher, he can really get creamed. Uh, the ball will not be caught. Uh, first base. Uh, the the batter can make it to first base. Maybe you make a home run out of it. 
So as we're <coughs> catching the things from God, as we pursue and as God gives us some of this word, we have to prepare ourselves like Paul positioned himself uh, to hear and to see what God was going to say. He positioned himself. Now, he was wild at first. He was so wild, they had to put him over a wall in a basket and get him out of town. I mean, he was, he was just do, too much for anybody to handle. So he learned to be accountable. He learned to, to hear and receive that catch You are sitting behind the catcher's mount, the catcher's behind first base, home base. Each of you are sitting behind home base. Uh, The teachers in this place, they are gifts to the body. We are gifts. That's what what God's called me to do. I teach. I can teach about anything just about, but I'm called to teach. And so that's all that comes out of me. My family thinks, woo, woo, you know, they don't want to hear me teach. But I was told that recently. But out of that gifting, because I'm here, because I was led to the Lord to come here, when I speak a word and you receive it, then the anointing goes with it into your life personally. And out of that, you can, you can begin to bear fruit. If you receive it with faith, if you catch the word. But we've got so many distractions. I can't sit near the back. I can't even tell you what we sang, who taught, or anything else if I sat back there. Because I, like a little kid, I'm easily distracted. I know me. Right there's my seat. Michael has it tonight. (laughs) Yay. I sit there because... I just sat there where I could see and hear best. But um, I want us to understand that enemy knows the game. He knows what's going to happen. He sees the anointing on people. He knows what's going to happen. Do you think this was easy after this week? No, I, I had lots of lots of... Potential spam calls, I have hundreds of them come to my phone. If someone knows how to stop those, let me know. Uh, But Paul positioned himself to make a score. He positioned himself to uh, run the course. He wanted to stay the course. Well, if we're going to stay the course, Bill, we're going to have to hear the word like we've never heard it before. We're supposed to receive it with joy and gladness. I don't care if we heard that sermon preached the week before. If we, God will give us a nugget from it. If we honor the word coming forth. The word is the power of God unto salvation. There is areas of my life I need salvation in. I need, I need to think differently. And the word comes forth like a two-edged sword and it cuts between the soul and the spirit. And in that cutting, it changes our soul. It renews our mind. It it heals our emotions. It does all that. The spirit's fine. The soul is what needs to be. But if we're not receiving this word that comes forth in this place when it's available, we have a lot of order. We We meet on Wednesday nights. We meet on Sunday 
Sunday. We have prayer during the... If Like Larry had a word, or he was just in a talk, and all of a sudden, wow, I heard what he said, and it was a, it answered to a dream I'd had that morning. And he, we were just at prayer. Well, I wouldn't have had that. I wouldn't have had that answer because I was here. I was available. See, that's what we've got to get is our life in the Spirit, our availability in this place, because when the Word comes forth, there's an anointing that goes with it to heal Bill, to heal Shirley, to heal Michael, to heal us. And I didn't point to you. It's not because I don't think about your, um, maybe your name doesn't come just like that. But we need to make ourselves available and position ourselves for growth and change. I'm not going to stop growing just because I'm 77. I'm not going to stop growing. I'm going to keep changing. I want to keep my... I love a sense of humor. Do you all like a sense of humor? Well, I do too. I love to laugh. God told me he named me Joy. And you know you can't stand grumpy in a Walmart line if your name's Joy. And so I just I just come up with something dumb, you know, to say, because it's miserable sometimes when you get in those lines. But anyway, in Matthew 13, 18 through 23, is the parable of the sower. And we all know it. We all know this. It says, when anyone hears a word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. See, he didn't ponder it. To understand it, God would have given him the answer. He didn't ponder it. It says, this is he who received the seed by the wayside. You see how he positioned himself? He positioned himself by the wayside. Okay, but he who received the seed on stony places, this is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. In other words, he didn't take seriously and do anything with the word after he got it with joy. See, you have to you have to fertilize things, you have to ponder things, you have to meditate on it, you have to diligently uh, dig around it, water it, everything. Okay, but when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. He has no root. He'll he'll fall away. Now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and cares uh, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful mammon is a serious serious spirit the spirit of mammon will choke the word of god out of you because it'll get you to looking at money rather than the seeking first the kingdom that's what happened to me and god healed me by his word, he healed me. So, but he who receives the seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Preparing ourselves to receive seed is our business, and we need to prepare ourselves and ask God to show us if we're in the wayside, what we're doing, or if we're the good ground, or if we're partially good if we have areas that we're in good ground we understand that but we've got and i'm not i don't want you to think i'm scolding or any i'm not scolding i'm saying it's it's serious business not to receive the word not to become fruitful it's very serious business but we we've got to be accountable 
to do it. I mean, God has a ledger, and it's like a checkbook. I mean, you can you can take out of you can't take keep taking out of something that's empty. You might write a check or two out of someone's account, but it's going to have to have some money in there to keep writing checks. I mean, we come across across a uh, hard time. You can only write a if you don't have much in your tank. You can't write a much check. You can't write it. It isn't there. And if you don't pay the toll road monthly, you get on there. They'll they'll track you down. They'll done you. Well, there's an account accounting system in God. He it, we we just we just diddy bop in here and we sit down and we spend our thirty minutes, forty five minutes, and we sing a few songs and we leave and. I think probably very few soberly take the word in and say, let that change me, or we don't, you know, what I've had to do is, for me, is when something stirs my heart, is write down the scripture and write the word study, study beside that address in the scripture. Uh, Then I'll take that and I'll meditate on that that week or till our next service. And God will speak to me things of maybe adjustments I need to make. And uh, I pray, I meditate on the Word, and I pray in tongues. And uh, this prepares my heart to receive my next batch of Word. We're getting a lot of good Word here, a lot of good teaching, and we're accountable for it whether we receive it or we don't. That's scary to me because we're accountable. Uh, This list that I had, I had five things on. Three of them had already been addressed. The Lord, I could see the Lord addressing those. And that is so exciting. Now, they're not complete, but I'm further ahead in one area than I am another. I've, I've accomplished that. But I've had word. I've had the word on it. And so I'm stepping out to do the word. And another word will come and adds to it. So I'm, I'm tennis balls moving and I'm moving with it. But I'm away from the shore. I'm not staying just where I was. And, you know, when we run these bases, there's a lot of people just stay on first base. And you'll have to whiz by them, you know, and go to second base. And you wonder about the second base. You can stay there a while, but God will take you all the way around till you score. He wants that fruit. He wants that abundant life for you where he can, your fruit feeds other people. Joy is for you. But it overflows to others, too. But fruit is edible. It's all love. It's, it's love in various flavors. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Those, it's all love in uh, different flavors. Turn to Song of Solomon 2.15. We've all read this, but I'm going to give a little bit different catch on it. Uh, it says, Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. Now, there is a time I've had coyotes get into my, my uh, grape arbor and my watermelons when I used to raise them in, out in the country. And they'll come up to that watermelon and they'll, they'll test it with their teeth. They'll open their mouth and test it to see if it's the right, just the right ripeness. And that watermelon, I knew it was just time to get it. 
because they were going to get it. And I'd go out there, and the whole heart would be eating out of those watermelons because they tested it, and it was good, and they took it. Well, that's the symbol. That's what these foxes are doing. When we begin to produce, when we're getting in the baby stages of something being produced in us, it's the tender grapes. It's the tender things. We're most vulnerable. And so we want to protect that. We don't want to yada, yada, yada about it all the time. Because the enemy's not omnipotent. He is not like God. And it, he knows that you fail for his tricks because it comes out of your mouth. Or he sees you react some way, and he's, oh, he's, now I know, I know where to go at her. So these tender grapes, it's good to just be, be cautious about sharing it very much, what God's doing, so that they'll mature, so that they'll be evident to all, and you'll get a good crop of grapes, because it's the little foxes that destroy the vines that the grapes come from. And the vine is a very important part of grape harvesting you have to have the uh, moisture coming through and those grapes have to stay on that stem long enough for the stem to shrivel when the stem shrivels the grapes are ready and so we've got to understand the stages of fruitfulness of real ripe fruit good fruit sometimes i've heard it said that the first crop is not good usually from a peach tree the first, the first crop is not real good, but it's the, the older crops that are really good. Well, that may be why, is because that, ha- that may be a part of that. But we've got to protect ourselves and uh, position ourselves and understand what's going on and what it, we're accountable for. We're accountable for fruit bearing. And w- so we need to understand the stages we go through to bear this fruit. And if we aren't... Taking the word, letting it build. If Bill takes what I'm saying and he muses over it and he talks to the Lord about it, the Lord will identify some little piece of what I've said to him personally. We got a personal God. He'll identify something, a part of it, and then that's what he's accountable for. What God revealed in Bill and what God revealed in me. I'm accountable for this. You're accountable for what it does in you when you receive it. So it's a treasure, and so we need to guard it. In Luke 1, 35 through 38, it says, And the angel of the Lord answered and said to her, this is uh, Mary, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is, is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her, who was called barren. For with God nothing is impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be unto me according to your word. That is a big statement. She was a teenager, a young girl. And the angel departed from her. She received what he said and mused over it, thought about it for years. For years until Jesus was, you know, and she was there at the foot of the cross. And she knew this is, this is where it was, had come to. And uh, I just think about her saying that statement. 
And I want to say, this is the word that's been given to me. Be it unto me according to this word. See, when I know a word has come to me, it isn't an angel speaking to me, but it's the Holy Spirit, which is higher than the angel. Holy Spirit speaks things to us. And, and like yesterday morning, uh, waking up, uh, I guess it was, it was yesterday morning, waking up, I was in like Lakewood. It was a huge church and were all kinds of rooms and, and everything. I've never been in this Lakewood, but I had the sense I was at Lakewood. And I was with somebody, and she was bored, 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 miserable. And a lady came to me, a beautiful, peaceful, sweet lady came to me. She said, come with me. And we left this lady. And that, to me, was a separation from the things that would drag and hold me back spiritually. God was showing me a separation. And I believe the church age, we're getting separated the sheep and the goats are just going to go their way. And it's the angels of the Lord that is, 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 it's happening with. And I believe it's happening because there's a, there's a shaking going on. You say that people are just full of fear and, and uh, people, people's love is growing cold. People don't love like they used to. People don't tend like they used to. Uh, it's, it's amazing what I hear come out of people's mouths, the disrespect or the dishonor and it's amazing to me at my age to hear it. it it's like, uh, it shakes me. It shakes me for them because I know what the Word says. It's not something I want to touch necessarily, but I, I'm, I'm praying that I'll get an opening to touch my family, my sphere, the sphere I'm, I'm influenced. I'm, now that we look like a family again. It's crazy what God's doing. It's amazing, wonderful. But anyway, let's let's understand that in the time of shaking, we don't need to be. We need to have our positioning already there. We need to have understanding of how to receive the word already. We don't need to wait until the time is so bad, or things are so confused, or you can't. You know, and and if you haven't had fellowship. Get in fellowship. Fellowship heals and cleanses us from all sin. When you're accountable to a group, someone can say brother. Someone can say sister. I, let, me, let me show you a better way. It's like Ananias and Sapphira. They got shown a better way. That someone took them aside and, and showed them a better way of doing things. Well, that's what the fellowship does. It cleanses and heals us from all sin. It's in, jo, um, it's in what is that? It's in Third John is where that says that. But um, Acts four eighteen through 20. So they called them and commanded them not to speak to, they, to speak to no man in the name of Jesus, but But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and which we have heard. They had positioned themselves with Jesus to see and to hear. And we, yeah, 
We cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Okay, we need to speak the things that we have seen by the Spirit and heard by the Spirit. That's what we need to be speaking. We don't need to, we don't need to be speaking uh, all the other. We're, uh, Shirley said this Sunday night at my house. She said, uh, we are going to be accountable for every idle word that we say. That's, there's a lot of idle words. We all say a lot of idle words. But we can say the things that lead to life. We can, we can speak those things, and we need to. We need to be listening for those things because the world's talking a lot. There's all kinds of, I used to listen to all kinds of uh, talk shows and, and everything, uh, but I can't listen to all those now because my, it hurts my spirit. And they're very repetitive, so they're hammering that in, that negative, negative, negative. And uh, I can't, I, whether it's against our president, uh, president or not, you know, I have my own thoughts about that, everything. But when it gets hammered and hammered and hammered, you have positioned yourself to hear it. And so if you, if you hear this to the, the same intensity or the same amount of time, guess what's going to happen to you? It, it takes time. It takes time to change. If you've got a part of you that needs cleaning and needs changing and reverse thinking on a matter, that doesn't happen overnight. When he says you'll be new, renewed in the spirit of your mind, you're dealing with the spirit of the mind. And the mind, it says that, is changed by the spirit of the mind is changed by the word. It's in Romans. The spirit of the mind is what, what changes. It's the way we respond to life, what we hear. Because the mind, the will, and the emotions are part of the soul. And so your mind triggers your emotions and your will. So if your mind is thinking wrong, your emotions are going to be geared one way and your will is going to be one way. But when your mind changes... As a man thinketh, so is he. So if you, your mind changes according and adjusts according and you let God give you course correction, then you have something solid and your emotions, they might have a day or two going like this, but boy, you've got a homing pigeon in you that comes right back where it's supposed to be. You'll say to yourself, that's enough of this. Get back on the map. Where were we, God? I'm not going to go there. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have a homing device inside of me that says, Joy, <laughs> that's enough. Shut your mouth. And I have been so quiet around my family. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you would not believe how quiet I've needed to be. But it's okay. God's doing it. God is, God is orchestrating stuff that I can't even tell you about. But <clears throat> in Matthew 12:33. It says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, Matthew twelve thirty three. okay, either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. Okay, now, the subject of these sentences is you. You make the tree 
good or bad. Either you make the tree good or bad and it's fruit good or bad, or you make the tree. It's you doing it. And so if you, if you don't receive the word and you don't protect your, your delicate grapes, you're not going to have the crop. So you've got to learn how to dance with the Lord. If the Lord's doing a two-step and you're doing a jitterbug, it isn't going to work. You're not going to dance. He's going to G and you're going to haw. That's how you got a horse. Uh, you're going to, if the Lord's doing a, a, a square dance and you're doing, a, uh, you know, you're doing rock and roll, it is not going to work. Do you, do you get the picture? We have to dance the Lord's dance. I have a friend who we can dance with the Lord and letting him lead in a waltz. You can figure, you know how it is just to, just to kind of saucy back and forth on the floor with, with your honey, you know, and you're just talking and, and things are sweet, but you're moving and, and he'll make a step and you know by the pressure on the back of your, on your back that he's moving a certain direction. Well, I have a friend who she and her husband were ballroom dancers, and she's six foot tall, and his he was like six four, and they would just, she said, I just closed my eyes, and we would go flying all over that floor, and she said, I never, never, I always knew where we were going, because I said, well, that's how you need to walk with the Lord, you know Him, you're intimate with Him, you understand His dance, you'll understand. When he wants you to pause, when he wants you to back up and go forward, and and people used to laugh at me saying, "You, you the Lord talks to you," and I'm thinking, "He doesn't talk to you. <laughs> he talks to me." <laughs> you know, maybe it's it, I can draw crayon drawings with the the kind of things he gives me, but God talks to me in the lingo that I can hear, and He changes my life. He's changed it so much that Karen knows how much my life has changed. She says, you're not the same person. Well, I'm not the same person. And it's not that I was so evil before. It was that I was very committed and very loyal and everything. I just, he has changed me and my responses to life and everything. I have a, you know, and, and we need to, it's, God is in control, but he gives us, the steering wheel. He has he has all the insurance policy. He owns all that and he does all that. But there's a point in your growth when he expects you to drive the car and do it well with his function. We can't just stay on first base or we can't just stay with with hopscotch. We've got to we've got to go with the Lord. We've got to learn to dance. We've got to learn to run the bases. We've got to learn to catch the word. And, and trust God when you're sitting and listening on purpose. You have to listen on purpose to the word. He'll give you a zinger. He'll, you'll think, I, oh, I, I was wondering about that. And he'll just drop it right in your spirit. It's exciting because you get answers. And it's, it's as we teachers are standing here, all of us study before we come up here, maybe Larry doesn't have to study so much, but the rest of us do. Larry's just been preaching longer, but he he studies a lot. But uh, I'm just saying, we're all different. 
So it's kind of a, a cosmic blend, really, when you think about it, that the Holy, we all have the Holy Spirit, and we, you get different flavors with different people. It's exciting on Wednesday nights. I had someone tell me that a while ago because it's so different. But it's, it's not we're better. It's just we get, we're a different flavor than each other. It's, we're one body. And it's my responsibility, it's my part of accountability to be here on time, to sit in the seat, and to, and to listen and, and ready up for that pitcher to throw that ball. It's my responsibility. My, I have to be accountable. And it's my accountable, I have to be accountable to serve you, to serve you, to, to see your need, to bless you. To speak to you. And I'm not real good with names, and I, I wish I was better, and the Lord will help me do that. He'll help me remember. He'll help me get to the back row to introduce myself to people. I get clogged right here. And I, I'll have to, I will have to do something about that. He doesn't give me roller skates to go back there. I'll have to deliberately walk back and do something about it. And God wants us, it's, it's, if you're not taking notes, you need to at least have one of those little bitty memo pads that you can stick somewhere that in case he says something to you, you can write it down. Be responsible for it. Uh, memorize scriptures. Some of those that we had tonight, one of them was about the, the little foxes. Memorize that. You'll know where it is. God can recall it. Then he'll just speak it and you'll know what to do with it at the time. And uh, uh, do, uh, do a word study. It'll take you everywhere you can imagine in the Bible. And get you an old, old, unabridged dictionary. That's one of those that's about this thick. You can find them at garage sales. They have archaic meanings in them. They have the archaic, the old, old, oldest meanings. Now, you can look online if you want to, but I don't trust Google all the time. I don't trust them. I like my hard copy. I get my old dictionary out, and some of it's rickety, you know. But I don't trust them all the time. If they can mess up Twitter, they can mess up Google. And uh, do you press into the change God wants to make in you? Paul pressed forward to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It took him several years, and he was brilliant. He was a mess, and he said on... He was away learning how to do it like Jesus wanted him to do it. But when he came on the scene, oh, my goodness, he even set up shop as a, as a preacher in a hospital in Ephesus. And he sat there for two and a half years with this doctor, and this, the people would come in there to learn how to do medical things, and he would teach them the word, and then he had a medical uh, ministry going back into the regions from that hospital. And uh, it's interesting to study that out. I think it was Ephesians where he had that, uh, Ephesus. Anyway, it says, uh, if, you are, if you're still in the same place you were even six months ago spiritually, you need to stand up and do some push-ups or j- jumping jacks and start your motor. Because that doesn't cut it with where the church is going. That doesn't fit the vision that we've all been given. We've got to move. We're going to have to move on. I'm demanding my back be healed. I'm demanding things to happen in my life. 
that I, so I can live and move and have my being in Christ Jesus. I want that. I want that for my grandson. He wants to, he wants to walk again. He wants to be able to punch a key on a, a, a laptop. He can't do that. But when he looked at me with his one eye, he has a blind eye, with his one eye, I saw somebody in there. My precious grandson is in that bone, those bones, those pile of bones. And I can, I can look at him like that or I can imagine him in heaven running. He wants to run. He wants to, you know. So whatever God does with this, we're all en route there. And I'm, I'm rejoicing. It has pulled our entire family back into talking. God is on the scene doing things. I had to be healed enough in the spirit of my mind to even handle this. The timing of this, a lot of it probably depended on me. Getting healed enough where I could handle it. Now, I wonder what's waiting on you. I wonder what what God will turn loose when you purpose to heal enough to get it loosed. Because I've prayed for years for it to happen, but I had no idea what, how it was going to happen, when or anything. So if you are an overcomer, get on, get on, get, see yourself moving on down the track or on the field or wherever, and adopt these things uh, a monthly. Have a check, have an oil check. You know, what does my oil look like? Am I too, low on my oil? Am I low on my Holy Ghost oil? Remember those virgins? Some of them didn't have enough oil to make the trip. Well, they weren't checking, or they'd have known it. They were depending on somebody else to get enough for them. Well, I do do an oil oil check monthly or weekly, however you want to do it. But do an oil check so you'll know if you're listening to the Holy Spirit and obeying. That'll keep your oil filled. Praise God! Am I, is my time up? I don't know what time I'm supposed to quit, but praise the Lord. It's good. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And wasn't the praise and worship wonderful? I loved it. I loved it. So that's my update on Quentin. He's dry bones that are going to rise. <laughs> praise God. And I, I, love, I love teaching this tonight. I, I got excited. I'm excited about it. So I'm going to close now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that we are vessels of change. We're vessels. Uh, adaptable in your hands. We're vessels, Lord, that uh, are just, we want to do what you want us to do, Lord. Help us, to, help us to learn how to dance. Help us to learn how to dance with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.